0: jump in let's go to Galatians chapter 5 look here in verse number 19 this is Paul the apostle writing to a church in a city named Galatia this this group of people have left the the law they have left the Jewish practice and they are now under the canopy of grace they are now under the Jesus umbrella watch what he says here in Galatians 5 verse 19 he says the acts of the flesh are obvious isn't that so true it's just obvious when you're in the flesh you ever talk to somebody and you're just like oh you are being a Karen you are in the flesh right now it's a cultural reference for you right now if you're a Karen or you're part of our church that wasn't at you it's a cultural reference the acts of the flesh are obvious sexual immorality impurity and debauchery idolatry and witchcraft Hatred and discord and jealousy and fits of rage. Now, when when I start reading this part, I'm like, you're describing my children right now. <laughs> fits of <rage. laughs> selfish ambition, dissensions, factions, envy, drunkenness, orgies, and the like. He basically says, etc. Cetera, etc. Cetera. He's talking about the acts of the flesh. He lists the dirty dozen. And he's just going, it's not limited to this. It's just, etc. and the like. When you're in the flesh, you're just like, he's just trying to color in what culture looks like. Debauchery and drunkenness and all kinds of lies and gossip and jealousy and fits of rage. These are the acts of the flesh. Watch, he's going to transition. But... I heard someone say growing up, Christians have big butts. And I'm like, what do he really mean is, but, whenever God uses a but, it's big in our life. But, the fruit of the Spirit, some of you need to laugh a little bit. Some of you are like, I can't believe he said that. You understand, God is transitioning us from our old life into our new life. Christians have big transitions into the new life. But the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. Against such things there is no law. Those who belong to Christ Jesus have crucified the flesh. There's that whole decrease. He increases. They have crucified the flesh with its passions and its desires. See, I don't know if you knew this, but it doesn't matter how spiritual you are. doesn't matter how much you've gone to church or haven't gone to church. There is a war within you. The flesh rages against the spirit. I want to tell you to your spirit man, your spirit man wants to be hot for God. Your spirit wants to follow Jesus. I'm telling you, the spirit of God on the inside wants to be generous, wants to be kind, wants to be empathetic. The spirit man inside of you wants to be faithful, wants to be so giving. I'm telling you there's a spirit man in you that wants to come out. The flesh rages against the spirit. These two things are in opposition you cannot graduate to where this war ends. No, we are humans in a human body. And as long as we are here, we are sinners saved by grace. And until we decrease and 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 crucify the flesh, we will always desire what everybody else has. See, so you can be a Christian and still be a slave to the flesh. You can be a believer in Jesus and still be led by the flesh. But what I want to talk to you today is how to get the fruits of the Spirit. See, notice, notice, he said the acts of the flesh versus the fruit of the Spirit. One is fruit that is produced. One is just you acting out. You acting a fool. You acting crazy. It's the acts of the flesh. So I want to ask you, write down the title of today's message. I want to ask you a question. Are you an actor or are you a producer? Welcome to church from Hollywood. We're in Los Angeles. We got a lot of actors in the church. We don't got a lot of producers in the church. And I'm trying to move you from being actor level to producer level. God doesn't want to see you act in the flesh no more. Just raging and just being being silly and childish and gossiping and all the things that bring the flesh. This will destroy your life. This won't delay your destiny. This will destroy your destiny. This will put you under always. This will get you led into all kinds of fruitless activity, all kinds of barren activity, all kinds of destruction activity but when you get arrested by God and you say yes to the spirit of the living God and you yield to God see what I'm trying to get you to understand is you need to yield to the Holy Spirit you need to listen listen some of you you've been putting Jesus back on the cross no today in Jesus name you're going to the cross you're going to die to yourself you're going to crucify the flesh so that God can increase and you can decrease and as you decrease something Gets produced. What gets produced in you? Well, love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, self-control. Some of you read self-control. You're like, ah, oh, I don't even know what that is. <laughs> self-control with my amex. Self-control with my eating. Self-control with my mouth. I don't even know what that looks like. Cause you know what? We got to crucify the flesh, and we got to decrease like crazy. And we got to move from being actors to producers because I'm not going to act a fool and act dumb and blame God for my problems. No, you sow to the flesh, you reap corruption. You sow to the spirit, you reap abundant life. And I'm believing that today, by the name of Jesus, you're going to get delivered by being ruled and ran by the flesh, and you're going to get ruled and ran by the spirit of God. I want you to count yourself dead to sin and alive to God. You're not a slave to unrighteousness. You are a slave to righteousness. Clap in your house and make some noise today. And thank God I'm becoming a producer in Jesus' name. Oh, I love that. Let me give you a few things to ponder or consider as you make that transition. Write down the first one. You need to block the intruder. You need to block the. There is an intruder that has been trying to invade your home. There's an intruder that's been trying to invade your body. You need to block. You need to get a Nest Cam and a Ring Cam. You need to get both apps. You need to get on the Amazon store. And there's an intruder that's been coming into your house. You need to block that guy. Well, we we were gone last week. Chad did such a great job preaching, and and we were gone in Palm Springs for spring spring break with our kids. We came back home, you know, all suntan for Christ. Had the best time having popsicles for Jesus, swimming in the pool for God, and we come back home and we see these little droppings. We see these little droppings in the hallway. So, what in the world is it? We go into the into into our Sweet George's room. Little droppings. We go into the boys' room droppings. We go into our bedroom, our whole house. We found out we have a rat in the house. Now there's two types of people. There's people that can solve it on their own, and there's people that have to make a phone call to an expert. So we brought in the rat man. The rat man came to the house. The rat man said, "Y'all I'll tell you this is where these guys live. He said i've been doing this four years they're gonna be in the attic or under the under the house let me see so he went up to the attic he came down he said good news not up in the attic he goes in the crawl space he gets under the under the house he's like okay we can't find him here but what he said to me was so fascinating he said you know for a large sum of money he gave me the the quote for a large sum of money we can block every little crack every little entrance that this rat would try and find and other rats would try and find into your house we will block every crevice, every crack in your home so no rat can ever come in again. I said, at this point, I don't care how much money it costs. It's a rat. Right. We're talking about Ratatouille up in my house. We're talking about Splinter from Teenage Mutant Ninja in my house. Let me just tell you, you need to block the intruder. Somebody has been taking over your body. Watch what it says here in Romans 7. And now I realize that it's no longer my true self doing it, but the unwelcome intruder of sin in my humanity. For I know that nothing good lives within the flesh of my fallen humanity. The longings to do what is right are within me. But willpower is not enough to accomplish it. My lofty desires to do what is good are dashed when I do the things I want to avoid. So if my behavior contradicts my desires to do good, I must conclude that it's not my true identity doing it, but the unwelcome intruder of sin hindering me from being who I really am. Who's been hindering you? This is who you really are. When you get down to it, you are kind. You are forgiving. You are generous. You are faithful. You have self-control. Who has been overtaking your body to make, you ever do something, you're like, where did that come from? Why did I do that? It is the intruder of sin that wants to say, we're going to run your life and control your decisions. And you will live, some of you, you're not addicts. You just live by compulsion, compulsive behavior. You live by impulse. You're like, I'm just going to do this. I'm just going to say this. I'm just going to comment. I'm just going to write back. I'm just going to say it. I'm just going to honk. You are being controlled by an intruder when you should be controlled by the spirit. Watch what it says here. Look at same same author. We're going to go to a lot of Paul today. Romans 6:11. In the same way, count yourself dead to sin, but alive to God in Christ Jesus. You need to block the intruder say, I'm going to close every crevice. I'm going to close every crack. I'm going to close every opportunity. I'm not letting this intruder into my mind, into my spirit, into my heart. No, I'm going to be led and ruled. And I know that in order to do that, I got to block out this thing that is trying to overwhelm my life. And let me encourage you. Some of you are like, that sounds daunting. I've lived jealous my whole life. I've lived doing whatever. I say whatever I say, want to say. I go wherever I want to go. I spend whatever I want to spend. I'm just my own control. The reason why your life is not where you want it to be is because you're the boss. And that's not going to work out. God needs to take control. You need to crucify yourself and die to yourself. That is saying yes to grace. And when you count yourself dead to sin and alive to Christ, you're saying, I'm dead to myself and I'm alive to Jesus. Let me just encourage you. That might seem daunting today. But the more you do it, the more you crave it. In fact, when the more I start saying yes to the positive things, the less I want to indulge in the negative things. In fact, write down number two today in your notes. I love this thought. The more I yield to the positive, the more I don't fight the negative. Here's here's the reality. You have an appetite for whatever you feed yourself. Whatever you've been feeding you is what you crave. And so, if if you've been craving the negative and you've been craving the indulgence, that's that's what you're going to want more of. You ever hear that saying? You are what you eat. Listen, when, when you are led and addicted to the Spirit of God, you crave to do the right thing. You crave the positive stuff. You're like, I don't want to indulge in that life. I don't want to indulge in my old ways. I don't want to indulge in that. That's petty. That's old life. That's old thinking. I know that stuff promised me fulfillment. It didn't deliver me ever. That, that, that's sin stuff. Sin takes me further than I ever want to go. Sin costs me more than I ever want to pay. Sin, sin, sin is that thing that just dem, demolishes my confidence. But the more, I, the more I walk in the positive stuff, the more it's like, ah, oh, see, it's nothing there for me. I'm good. I'm fine. I'm I've been there, done that, had that. Didn't help me, didn't deliver me, didn't free me, didn't make me happy. I actually find that when I do the positive stuff and do the I feel good about myself. I feel good about others. I feel good. I just I I don't know about you, but aren't you tired of being tired? Sin will make you exhausted. But when you start walking in the things of God, Saying yes to the Spirit of God. It takes a yield, it takes a surrender to the things of God, and the more positive I walk in, the more negativity looks unattractive. Watch what Paul says here, and look at this scripture, 2 Corinthians 7. He says, therefore, having these promises, beloved, let us cleanse ourselves from all filthiness of the flesh and the spirit, perfecting holiness in the fear of God. The filthiness of the flesh and the spirit. See, because you need to understand, some of these acts of the flesh, they are obvious. They are evident. They are of the flesh. But some of these are spiritual. And you need to get cleansed from the flesh and the spirit. Some of these things are just like it's spiritual. You're jealousy. No one can see that you're jealous. It's inside. No one can see that you're envious. It's inside. Some of these manifest on the outside. Some of these things are the inside. You need to get cleansed from the outside in. And when you do that, all of a sudden this positivity, this righteousness, this spirit starts to win. I start to crave it. I don't know if you deal with cravings, but the more I crave something and the more I indulge in it, the more I want more of it. When I get on an acai bowl kick, she's like, what do you want for lunch? I'm like, "Uh, backyard bowls. She's like, you had that yesterday. I'm like, I know, and I'll have it tomorrow again because I'm just like, I crave it. Like when I start like when I get into coffee, it's like, what do you want? I just want another coffee. Like when I got into peanut butter and jelly, like fam, that was real that was real man i wasn't doing it for instagram i was like i want another peanut butter and jelly see because the more you indulge in something the more you crave it some of you need to start fasting from the flesh and start feasting on the spirit Start feeding that thing in you that wants to pray, wants to be generous, wants to get involved, wants to get connected in community, wants to pr- go on prayer walks. Well, I'm telling you, the Spirit of God has cravings, has desires, has deep calls and a deep So, So God is calling unto you and He wants the deep things of the Spirit of God. You gotta crucify that flesh. You gotta die to that negativity. You gotta just say, I'm not gonna be someone that just does whatever, says whatever, spends whatever. That didn't make you happy anyway. What made you happy? When I yielded to God, I will walk in love. I will walk in peace. I will walk in joy. I will walk in truth. And when you start doing that, all of a sudden it's like, man, I'm not doing all this crazy stuff and I'm happier? Because you know what everybody wants is an internal reality. It's never external. Oh, I love this one. Write down the next one. Look at your license. Look at your license. In other words, what the Bible is teaching us today is that, and this is what Paul's trying to say to Galatia. He's saying, guys, I know that you're not under the law anymore and that you're under grace, but let's not abuse grace. Let's not just use grace and forgiveness and the cross and the blood as a license to keep sinning. Let's not justify our behavior and say, God forgives me well god hey don't you judge me only god can judge me i can sin and god still loves me of course he's nobody asked if he still loved you god will love you no matter what you do no matter what you say no matter where you go god will always love you but my my question is are you happy do you have fruit from your life love that's not even a question that's not even god will love you god is obsessed with you God is thinking about you night and day. Nothing can separate you from the love of God. The love of God is why you're streaming in the service. The love of God is why you're listening right now. It's not, he's saying, listen, listen, listen. I know you're not under the law, but just because you're under grace, grace is not a license so you can sin. Watch what he says here. Oh, I love this, Romans 6. So what do we do? Keep on sinning so God can keep on forgiving? I should hope not. If we've left the country where sin is sovereign, how can we still live in our old house there? Or didn't you realize we packed up and left there for good? This is what happened when you got baptized. By the way, Zoe, I want to encourage you, when we come back fully to church, we're going to do baptisms. And I want to encourage every person that's gotten saved in the last year during COVID-19, you got to get baptized. When you get baptized, you say, I'm dead to my old life. I am new to my, I I am on fire in my new life. I'm crucifying the flesh. I'm alive to the spirit. It's no longer I that live, it's Christ that lives in me. Oh, I love this. The, he, he's talking about baptism now. He said, this is what happened. When we went under the water, we left the old country of sin. When we came up out of the water, we entered in the new country of grace. A new life and a new land. I don't know what your license reads. I don't know a person, by the way, that loves their license. I've never met somebody that like puts out their license when you go through TSA and you're like, wow, great photo. Never seen it. I never forget when I was sixteen, I got my license, and my dad happened to fill out my information. So for a number of years, I walked around as a six foot three, hundred ninety pound guy. Um, guys, I weighed one hundred and fifty four pounds for eight years. I've never weighed one hundred ninety pounds in my lifetime. But the license you get it wrong. The license it's like it's it's you know you you look at on your license it can have your address it could it has your, your 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 photo it has you know your hair and your color of your eyes and it, can I just ask you what does your license read? Did you receive a license from heaven? This is do whatever you want to do. Act however you want to act. We will forgive you, promote you, bless you. We will take care of you. you live the best life because you got salvation. You got a license to do whatever. Quite the opposite. The license of grace is a license to crucify our flesh and to say, you know what? I have a license to be arrested by God. I have a license that I don't live anymore. I surrender my time to God. I surrender my talent to God. I surrender my treasure to God. I don't even exist here. I am dead man walking. I am just a person on this earth that says this world is not my home. I don't live to indulge the flesh. None of this flesh can satisfy me. It is only by living arrested to the spirit of the living God so now when I live I say God what do you want where do you want me to go what do you want me to say what do you want to do with my money what do you want to do with my time management I don't even exist anymore somebody clap in your house right now and thank God that you are living a surrendered life because when you live in a surrendered life you're living a spirit filled life when you're living a surrendered life the Holy Spirit is in control of you the Holy Spirit is the boss of you the Holy Spirit is the pastor of you it's no longer you that calls the Shots, it's God that calls the shots. It's no longer you that is in control, God is in control. And all of a sudden, when God overwhelms your life and you read what's really on your license, I've got a license to God, I've got a license to destiny, I've got a license to fruitfulness. When you read what it really says, that's when you start to taste and and see that the Lord is good. telling you when you live on this side of Fleshville when you live in this old camp and this old tent when you live in this old life you're like man I don't know if God is good. I don't know if God is real. I don't know what God's up to. You just live a confused life because you're confused about Christianity because you're so desensitized by sin. You're so blinded by sin. Sin has absolutely just trashed your faith but when you say yes to the spirit of God and you read your license and you feed the positive side and you block the intruder when you start doing that i'm telling you you're gonna taste the true abundant life you're gonna taste the fruit let me just ask you what is your favorite fruit like we got a lot of options we go melons we go we go mangoes julia just said mangoes in the the audience she loves mangoes trader joe's shout out You, you 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 can go grapes grapes i can go i can go purple i can go green whatever you like Apples, by the way, when Julie and I first got married, we had a debate, what is the favorite, uh, the best apple in the world? She won the debate when she proved to me the Honey Crisp apple is the best apple in the world. It's the crisp. All kinds of fruits, oranges and peaches and apricots. Kind of pause there because I was thinking about more fruits. But I'm just telling you, when you live in this camp, when you live on this side, When you die to the flesh and say yes to the spirit, it is only here that you taste the abundant life. And can I suggest to you the reason why you're so unhappy is because you've been eating and tasting of the bitter life. And you're bitter against yourself. You're bitter against others. You're bitter against your circumstance. And you're even bitter against God. The flesh did that to you. God didn't do that to you. Worship team, you can come join me. But I think what you need to understand for your life is that God wants you to taste and see that the Lord is good. Taste his goodness. Feast on his faithfulness. Drink in the goodness of God. God wants to fill you to overflow. See, the flesh leaves you empty. But God fills you to overflow. Are you an actor? Did you just act in the flesh? Expecting God to be good when all you do is act? Or do you produce? I yield to God, and it produces a harvest out of me. who look at all the fruit. I've got love. I've got joy. I've got peace. How did I get all this fruit? I just kept saying yes to the right stuff. I know that there's a, war. listen, don't ever believe some holy Christian that's like, I don't even struggle with that. You what? You don't struggle with 50% of you? The flesh is a real reality. The flesh is evident in all of us. It just takes one moment of weakness for us to step into the flesh. I want to make a vow to you and a promise to you what God's word is saying to you is true, that the more you walk arrested to the spirit of God, the more you'll taste and see how good God is. Some of you are like, I haven't seen God in forever. Well, you haven't said yes to the spirit in forever. I haven't tasted something like, woo, that fires me up, that's awesome, woo. You ever taste something, you're like, oh, Julie and I were at dinner recently and we tasted something, we're like, oh. What is that? What is that? Oh, see, God is so good. When you taste his goodness, you're like, God, how can I ever go back to this old life? You taste so much better. Your presence, your peace, your goodness. What was I thinking? I'm tired of counterfeit stuff. I'm tired of stuff that leaves me empty. I'm tired of stuff that leaves that bitter taste. I want the good stuff from heaven. Oh, watch what the Bible says here. I love this in Romans 8. This is the last scripture. So then, beloved ones, the flesh has no claims on us at all. And we have no further obligation to live in disobedience to it. For when you live controlled by the flesh, you're about to die. But if the life of the spirit puts to death the corrupt ways of the flesh, we then taste his abundant life. We then, it is only then we taste the abundant life. Oh, I want to invite you to a funeral today. You need to come and you need to die. Die to your future. Die to your dreams. Die to your life. Die to your flesh. So you can say yes to God's better. You can say yes to God's bigger. You can say yes to the Spirit of God. God has something for you. Hear me, loved ones. Hear me, Zoe. God is not trying to point out how bad you are. He's trying to show you possibility. He's trying to show you what could be. He's trying to show you the abundant life. He's not saying, look at you. You're you're messed up. You're broken. No, 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 no. He's just saying, if you don't say yes to me, this is what happens. And the wages of sin is death. And God is trying to bring you life. So I want to ask you today can you stop being an actor start being a producer producing you your family needs it your friends need it but more importantly you need it you need fruit to flow from your life self control faithfulness gentleness and goodness all of things these things are a result of Jesus doing a work on the inside now I'll close with this anytime you see fruit you see relationship you'll never see fruit without going back to relationship whenever something is produced it always goes back to somebody coming together you can't make a baby by yourself fruit can't even happen by itself and if you want fruit in your life it will never happen by yourself we're not you being, I'm going to say no to the ice cream and no to the gossip and no to, it'll be a relationship with Jesus. Jesus said in John 15, apart from me, you do no good thing. Apart from me, you bear no fruit, but he that remains in me will bear much fruit. It's a relationship with Jesus that changes everything. It's a relationship with Jesus that brings so much love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, self-control. It's a relationship in the inner working of the Holy Spirit. And I'm praying over our church. I'm praying over Zoe today that we would be a church that is not ruled and led by the flesh, but we are ruled and led by the Spirit. That the Spirit of God determines every decision. That we wake up, you ought to wake up tomorrow and go, good morning, Holy Spirit. Good morning, Holy Spirit. I just acknowledge I don't want to be this person anymore. I don't want to walk this way anymore. So I just acknowledge I'm dead. You're alive. It's me that dies today. You're in control today. And I just, God, help me today not to act. I really want to produce. And as you acknowledge that and say that prayer, I believe that God will start to talk to you about little decisions. I believe you're going to start to see him in the relationships that you have. You're going to start to see him in your workplace. You're going to start to see him in your children. You're going to start to taste the goodness of God, the faithfulness of God, the gentleness of God, the self-control of God. You start to drink in how good. It's only then that we drink in the abundant life that is found in Jesus. I'm praying a, a year of explosion that you're going to have the fruits of the Spirit and you'll have what everybody else wants because all of this is temporary but all of this is eternal let's pray together Jesus I thank you for our church I thank you that we're moving from a church of flesh to the spirit